serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Friday. I'm so excited. Friday Sports and Progress. Friday, man. Parkinson's Plumbing Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. All right. Uh, remember, in about an hour, we got to what? Midterm Mayhem. Every day at 405, we bring you the madness, the mayhem. It's the 2022 midterm election. We've got one uh, candidate who looks like she's already the governor. The other one is simply on her phone playing around. We'll explain what that means. Okay. So a lot of talk about the Suns, a lot of talk about Robert Sarver, the owner, acting poorly, acting, you know, towards women in the wrong way, dropping the 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 N-word, uh, not directly towards an individual, but saying it on a couple of occasions here. So today we get the news that a big sponsor for the Suns, PayPal, pulls out. Yeah, uh, We've got one of the Suns owners, because remember, there are a few of them. Robert Sarver owns most of the Suns, I guess the majority. But there's one owner that says he needs to resign. We've got the uh, the uh, uh, NBA, uh, the Players Association yeah. executive director calling for Sarver to resign. So I think there are three ways that could force him out. Okay, let's break them down. Okay, let's but we do need it. a little help, Monica. Because Lindstrom, you and I are no longer not doing attorneys. It. No, Monica Lindstrom is our legal <laughs> analyst. She is a judge. Uh, she is. Uh, she just laughed at us like we couldn't be attorneys. Did you hear that? The lawyer to the stars, which means us. Uh, all right, Monica, what do you think? What's the first way that uh, Sarver could get pushed out? The the first way is probably just the court of public opinion, right? The public puts enough pressure on the Suns organization to get something done. Maybe they stop buying tickets. They stop supporting the Suns. Uh, the sponsors, just like PayPal, start they pull out. Uh, people quit. I don't think people are going to quit, but they start putting that public pressure on him. And finally, he gets to the point of, okay, I want to sell my interest or I love the Suns so much that it's better for me to step down or whatever it may be. So that's one possibility right there. Let's break it down. Let's, public yeah. pressure. Let's go into that because okay. it's got to be the easiest way I would think. to see, get. I don't think the public is going to stop going to Suns games. No. Do you, Chad? No. God, no. Okay. Especially if they're good. If the Suns are a good basketball team, which we think they will be once again, I don't think the public is going to stop. I don't. I don't, Chad. You don't, Monica. No. Do you? No, I don't. Okay. Because I think that our community loves the Suns. It's not that they love Sarver. They go to the game because they love the Suns yeah. and they want to support our community, right? Right. But there will be some that will not go because he is the owner. Okay, so what is we have three ways that possibly mm-hmm. Sarver could be forced to sell the team. The first one, public perception. I think all of us are on the same page. That's unlikely to happen. Monica Lindstrom is joining us. Number two, what do you got? Uh, the minority owners. They could look at their contract that they have with him. I haven't seen that contract. There might be something in there that they can say, hey, he's breaching the contract. He's harming the business. Because of his actions, we are losing sponsors. We're losing money. He's running the business into the ground because of it. There might be a provision in their contract that allows them to try to buy him out or uh, take his majority interest. Yeah, but, you know... And this is why, and I've talked to, we've talked about this at nauseum. The reality is the NBA 
He, they work for him and the other owners, and the owners are going to force him out. And these other owners are going to have to ask. They're going to have to also answer to the other owners if they try to force him out. And he probably has friends over there that wouldn't be thrilled by that because we talked about it earlier this week, Monica. That you know what? They probably have some uh, some skeletons in their closet they wouldn't want to get out. So, but if sponsors pull out, the minority owners could say enough is enough. <clears throat> No, that that's true. They might have something in their contract, but they could also start putting pressure on the NBA. And that's where the third avenue comes in, which I think is probably legally the most sound. All right. What is the third way that Starver could get be forced to sell the team? Remember, uh, it was Donald Sterling, right, over in California? Yeah, the They Clippers. pushed him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So same kind of thing. So the NBA has a constitution and bylaws that each one of the owners have to comply with. It's a contract. You, It's a franchise, right? So if you want to be the owner of a team, you have to abide by this con- the contract and the bylaws. The NBA could say, look, you are not abiding by this contract. You breached the contract. So guess what? We're going to take this away from you. And what happens is the NBA has a board of governors. So it's a representative from each team is on that board of governors. All it takes is for one person to file a charge and say, hey, he's a bad guy. He's violating the contract. So let's sit down and talk about it. And if three quarters of them vote him out, then the team goes to the commissioner to run to basically take away from him. Now he'll still have to be paid. They just can't take it from him, you know, because it is a private property interest. But that's probably the most feasible way because we've seen it happen in the recent past. But you need 75 percent. They've already taken the temperature of all those owners and and. And Silver came out, uh, you know, in his alien ways and said, look, uh, nobody, there's no support for any of that. But you turn the heat up, sometimes people change. You can turn the heat up a lot, but if you're going to turn the heat up, aren't they a little nervous too? Bunch of old white dudes Mm. probably got something. Yeah, they probably are. You know, people in glass houses, right? Exactly. Hey, Monica, what about about this report on Sarver that... You know, his poor treatment of women disturbed you the most. <laughs> what? Let's let's I mean, no, I'm a, I'm asking. Like, you're a woman. You read this report. I'm a guy. I know what ticked me off about the report. What What did you What did What really rubbed you the wrong way? I think what really bothered me was the fact that he was such a jerk to so many people. Of course, according to the report, he was a misogynistic, bigoted, racist, according to the report. Of course, I'm citing the report. And I think just as a Phoenician and just someone who likes the Suns organization, that's really upsetting. Um, It's not surprising to me. Because we live in a culture where a lot of this happens um, with, like you said, the older white males. I'm not saying that they're all like that, but it's not a surprise to me. Put it that way. Uh, Monica, let's talk about another older white male. Uh, Not super old, but older than like, you know, 25. Uh, He's a governor of Florida. Uh, Could he be charged with kidnapping as so many people are screaming now because he flew people to Cape Cod or excuse me, Martha's Vineyard? Hmm. 
Yeah, so DeSantis put a bunch of um, immigrants on or illegal immigrants on a plane and shipped them to Martha's Vineyard. And so Newsom over there in California, he's he wants an investigation into whether he can be charged with kidnapping. <laughs> I looked up the federal kidnapping statute and it talks about if you take somebody under false pretenses and you're basically asking for a ransom or some kind of reward, then that's when federal kidnapping comes into play. Is it possible? Sure, it's possible if they were lied to and taken away without their express permission. And what about the ransom? This really, no ransom. I don't know of a ransom. I think that's going to be hard. So is it possible to file charges? Sure. Do I think it's going to get anywhere? Not based on the information I've seen so far. Could we file charges against Gavin Newsom for being an idiot? <laughs> Other charges? Um, you know. That that's something I'll have to look into. Okay, okay, please. All do. right, we'll spend the yeah. weekend doing that. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Get back to us, and we'll file <laughs> right. a lawsuit Monday. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye, Bye guys. All right, Monica Lindstrom, uh, our legal analyst. All right, Ron DeSantis said he's got so much hair gel it's hurting his brain. About uh, Newsom. Oh, Newsom uses the hair gel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Seen Newsom's it? got beautiful hair. Oh yeah. I mean, look. It's if you want Christian Bale as your president, that's the guy. <laughs> yeah. Man, you hate that guy. I have, well, you know what? Well, you he lived was, under him for a long time. Uh, I did, I did, and you know he, uh, and then of course his wife. You, 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 you think his wife is kind of a, a pretty look? His ex-wife, Who, I don't know who's ex-wife his ex-wife is. is Don Junior's uh, girlfriend. Oh, Kimberly. Yeah, uh, and, and he cheated on her with his best friend's wife. Yeah, not a good dude. None of these politicians. None, none of these. They're all Don't, losers. Yeah, they're all yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, interesting stuff for Monica going over the three ways that Sarver could lose the team. Be forced. All right. So very interesting. We'll see what happens. All right. Up next. Is inflation so high that you've stopped going to restaurants? We got a new report out on this. We're going to talk about it. The Gatos and Chad show. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, let's see what came out of my brain today at KTAR.com. The Gatos Big Q on the right side of the page, go and vote. Uh, Here's what they got. There's a new phenomenon called inflation fighting. So we talked about that yesterday. It's uh, couples arguing at the grocery store about what products they really need. And, you know, do you need to put that in the cart? Take that out of the cart. It's it's too much money. No, no, but I like it. Yeah, but it costs too much. Well, then you don't get this. And you're, and the story we really did was a guy went to the store and shopped on his own. And his wife then reminded him <laughs> what a horrible person he was. <laughs> so are you having this same argument with your spouse? Don't you always, regardless of, of, of whether or not there's inflation, do we really need more Oreos, Jim? Jim, do you need more Oreos? <laughs> right? You know, like, it, and, and that's one of those things is like, Kathy, do you really need another bottle of wine? And it's, you know. Yes, I need another bottle of wine. Have you met you, Jim? Of course, I need two bottles of wine. Go about yes or no. Uh, all right. So very, speaking of inflation. Inflation. Yeah. So we have 13% inflation in Phoenix, highest in the nation. So we got that going for us. Yeah, wonderful. And as I always say, our gas prices are really higher than everybody else in the nation. Um, you know, our our gas prices have gone up thir- 16 cents in a week, and gas prices across the nation have dropped. So that's fun, too. They're talking about it being under $3 by the end of the year if things Not don't here. go crazy. Yeah. Uh, and here we'll still be probably... You know, right around four to like three seventy, because <sighs> uh, so I'll wait for three seventy. I don't know, but there's new data that shows okay, high gas prices in Arizona, inflation is high. Have people stopped going to restaurants? Have people stopped going to restaurants? I'll tell you this: my wife and I we certainly we like to go out and eat just like anybody else, but we have pulled back. 
we have pulled back because, man, you just don't get what you used to get. I, I mean, the portion size is smaller. I've said I thought the quality at many restaurants not as good. And your bill is higher. So we have pulled back a little bit. Becky Lynn, have you pulled back on restaurants? Yeah, I'd say so for uh, many of those very same reasons. Yeah. Plus, I got to tell you, during the pandemic, we were at home so much. You know, we kind of that's where we liked cooking more. It, it got to be fun. Yeah. You know, we yeah. would come up with new things. So we're kind of, you know, celebrating that, I guess. Continuing. I, I've pulled back. I don't eat out as much. Uh, and we don't really, we're not really restaurant people because the kids, you know, and I don't like taking them, you know, it's out in public because they're crazy. It's hard. And, and not only that, but, you know, it's, it's, I get home so late. So, and on the weekends, we may, uh, like after church on a Sunday, grab something. Uh, but we, you know, we still get a pizza, you know, maybe once uh, every couple of weeks or, you know, we'll all stop and get some, you know, we have a really cool Mexican restaurant in the valley there are people I like to go to but it, it, yeah we've definitely eaten you know at home a lot more here's what the study says uh, uh, in Arizona on average uh, daily seated reservations month to date we're talking uh, September 1st to September 12th of this year so just a couple weeks we're up 33% compared to that same period in 2019 we're going to skip over 2020 well you know what and this is so it's up yeah, yeah, it is up yeah, it's up but grocery store is really expensive you know, that's something else, man. You go yeah, in there. but still, it's got to be cheaper to buy it at the grocery store and cook it yourself than it is to go to the restaurant. Well, it depends on what restaurant you're going to. But even fast food, it's still a little bit cheaper than times. I mean, because I'll go and I'm just like gobsmacked by how much money we could spend at the grocery store. On average, daily seated reservations year to date. Let's go January 1 to today. It's got to be way up still. January 1st till today. Up 22% compared to the same period in 2019 as we say we're skipping over 2020. So people are still going. They're still eating so out. So they're gauging this by reservations. I think so. So that could be a clue. Maybe people are making reservations at better restaurants when they go out to eat and not going to those midline restaurants or as often. Maybe they're just making reservations, pretending, and then they stay at home. They just want to still <laughs> pretend like they're going out to eat. Yeah, we have a reservation, but we may not use it. <laughs> I, I don't it really just will. sounds so good. Can I make a reservation? I'm going to make a sandwich at home, but I just want to feel like I'm going out. <laughs> <laughs> so people are still going out to eat, despite all the inflation that we have here in uh, Phoenix. Inflation Gas prices. All right, coming up next... Time for something we call holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn's got her 3.30 newscast. What's going to happen is she's going to read it. But you and I are going to interrupt and react to uh, her news stories. And uh, we'll give you our solid uh, take on them. It's all coming up next. Holding up the headlines. Stick around. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. You're breaking news and traffic now. Well, it's 3.30, and you know what that means. Time for us to hold up the headlines. Here's Becky Lynn. PayPal, whose logo can be seen on the Phoenix Suns uniform, says it will not renew its sponsorship if majority owner Robert Sarver stays on after his one-year suspension. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports 
station's Dan Bickley says this could spell trouble. It kind of speaks to where this whole thing is going and and the damage that might be caused to this brand if Robert Sarver truly intends on coming back to this team in a year. PayPal and other league sponsors like Kia America have come out with statements in support of Suns staff, players, and coaches following this 43-page report of Sarver's documented misconduct. And on the heels of this report, we're now seeing similar accusations in the state legislature. Tucson's District 3 Representative Alma Hernandez posted a letter to social media accusing Yuma's District 4 Representative Brian Fernandez of calling her derogatory and misogynistic names to fellow lawmakers and lobbyists. The female lawmakers asking party leaders to require the Yuma representative to take sensitivity training. State Democratic leaders say they'll investigate this claim. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Start with Sarver. Uh, I think he's done. I think that uh, his goose is cooked. I think he's going to be forced to sell the team. We already saw PayPal pull out. I think there are going to be other sponsors that hop on the bandwagon and say, yes, we do not want to attach our stuff to you. Uh, we've got Chris Paul, who came out earlier this week and said what what Sarver did was disgusting. I'm reading this report. Um, you know, we just talked to Monica Lindstrom a second ago. There are ways uh, to make him sell the team. And I think that he's eventually going to have to do that. I don't know if they'll be able to get him for this. Here's what I'm waiting for. Hmm. Any of his other business ventures for things to start to get out, that he's settled with people, that he's done something, where the pressure comes that it's not just the sons, that there's a pattern of things still going on right now. And because, you know, that there's somebody out there probably that wants to say something. That's when I think you might have a a different position. But I still think it's going to be tough. And remember, we have a attention span of a gnat. Yeah. Will we just move on from it when another story happens? I don't know. We're holding up the headlines. A controversial law which would stop filming law enforcement within eight feet is dead now after Republicans say they won't back the measure in court. When the people that literally put the law into effect are saying they're not going to fight, that pretty much puts the kibosh. Chris Klein with the Arizona Broadcast Association says it is a First Amendment rights violation, while the sponsor of the bill, State Representative John Kavanaugh, says he's disappointed. I fully intend to be back there in January writing an amended version of of this bill. He also argues the law will keep police safe. Well, we had Kevin on. I think he was trying to do the right thing. I think he's trying to help cops. I think he's trying and to help protect people police. because you know they're yeah. going to get lawsuit if a cop turns around in the middle of a fight and hits somebody. Yeah, uh, because they're in the middle of a fight and then there's going to be a lawsuit. Yeah, uh, go ahead and film the police. I think you should. We all have the right to do that. I thought it was against the First Amendment when this thing came out. But go ahead and film police because I think more than nine times out of ten you're going to film it. And you're going to be like, yeah, they did their job. Honestly. So I think it actually Probably helped 199 yeah. times out of right? 200. Yeah. The issue was it was the distance. The, you could you could always film. Yeah. You just couldn't film in, you know, get into the middle of the fracas. Right. So you could increase your viral chances. You get into the middle of the fracas, as you said, you're going to get coughed. No. Yeah. Why? Well, what do you mean? Why? Well, I mean, if you're just you getting be... a foot away, taking film. I'm not talking a foot away. I'm talking, you're right in on there and you're putting... How much closer is a foot? I don't know. It's pretty close. Yeah. How close are we? How close are we? We're about four feet, five feet. We're about four feet? Okay, a foot? That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm not great with math. Becky Lynn, how (laughs) far? What do we... What do we got? About 10 feet? What is it? I think it might be a little bit more than that. Okay, I don't know anything about feet, inches, or nothing. Let's keep going. We're... 
holding up the, the headline. Maricopa County Sheriff's Office and other <laughs> law enforcement officials are trained to spot suspicious behavior. But for people who have autism, their actions can often be misconstrued. KTAR's Colton Krolak joins us live from the News Center to tell us more about what's being done to address that. MCSO deputies met with residents at First Place, a housing community for people on the spectrum, to teach deputies and residents how to safely interact with each other. Without some advocacy skills to say, hey, I'm on the spectrum, or hey, I need a minute, it could look like something else. Brad Heron Valenzuela with First Place explains deputies and residents went through training scenarios like typical traffic stops and pat-down searches. First Place resident Genevieve Dangerfield says she knows police are there to help. Having a badge behind them does not mean scary. Having behind them says that I am a safe person, a nice person. Reporting live in the News Center, Colton Krolak, KTAR News. You know, my uh, my stepdaughter uh, is, she's got, she's on the spectrum. Uh, and at times you would think she doesn't, you know, she doesn't always make eye contact. And she's, uh, th- cops have a lot of things dealing with everything from mental illness. And we forget about something where somebody just looks a little out of sorts and the misconstrued could come on. And that's not something that, you know, that cops are really trained for. Like we say, we ask them to be drug counselors, mm. marriage counselors to deal with mental illness. And this is another thing uh, that they have to deal with. And it's good that they're getting the help, but they need a- another kind of help, which is people actually out there who are trained full time in these kind of situations. We're holding up the headlines. Arizona votes. It was one of the most fiery debates we've seen during the campaign season between current county attorney Rachel Mitchell and the Democrat trying to take her job. Julie Gunnigal. The Supreme Court decision regarding Roe v. Wade could lead to some abortions being illegal in Arizona. Gunnigal says if elected, she won't prosecute women no matter what the law is. It cannot be overstated that we should not be sending women and children to prison for their reproductive health care choices. And Mitchell said she'll take it case by case. For whether there is a reasonable likelihood of conviction. What it does not mean is that I'm going to announce in advance that I'm not going to follow a, a law because I don't like it. Jim Cross, KTAR News. Uh, I will say this. Uh, first of all, the there was all about the doctors. It was never about the mother or, or a child. That is... I, what are you saying? Once again, no, nobody holds your feet to fire. When you go to, like who you're going to send to prison. Yeah. Yeah. It's if, not going to be the woman. Yeah. But she said it and there's like, is there any pushback? And like that was never in any of it, but yeah. it'll just be come what it is in the lexicon of the world that we live nobody in. Nobody called Donegal on that. Yeah. So, and, and this, okay. it, and, and uh, look, I, it's a frustrating thing. We don't even know what law we're supposed to be following at this point in time. Right. And to come out and say, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. Well, what if it, we decide, hey, 15 weeks is it, but somebody does it at 37 weeks. Are you just going to ignore that? Gonagal will ignore that. And you know what? This is an easy one for some of you to vote on. You're pro-choice. Or, you know, you're, you're pro-life. And, and Mitchell's and I already think said is, because of her work in the, you know, in the sex crimes, she doesn't want to, she's not going to come out and say it, but she's not going to prosecute anybody. I don't think so either. She's kind of, you know, intimated that she's not, but she's just not going to come out and go, I'm not going to follow the law. Right, right, right. All right, we're holding up the headlines. Artificial intelligence is oh, all wow. around us. Mm. From our smartphones to our cars and robots. Well, a new study shows researchers are now teaching AI robots the art of Laughter. Knowing when to laugh and more importantly, when not to is difficult enough for humans. Now, researchers at Kyoto University in Japan are training artificial intelligent robots about laughter and the timing of a chuckle. Erica the robot, just one of the AI bots learning a sense of humor and how to use it in social settings. 
Researchers use data from dozens of speed dating conversations with students. Talk about awkward. Scientists say they hope the technology will help AI systems and people evolve. Michelle Franz and ABC News. Stop teaching and doing anything with AI. Just enough is enough. Terminator. The, Creepy. Yeah, nobody's Terminator. ever watched, ever in the history of ever, apparently, <laughs> ever watched any movie who designs these. <laughs> Do you want to see something creepy? Did you see the guy who won the art contest in at the, at the Colorado State Fair? It's a text. You just text, this is what I'm looking at. This is what I'm thinking about. Da, 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 and it does the art for you. Ooh. And it's the most amazing thing. And he won the art contest. Weird. Never. He has no art skills. Well, let me give you, let me play the other side of that. You know, at ASU, there's, a, there's AI that teaches students calculus. And apparently it's amazing. At uh, ASU? Yeah. Remember uh, Dr. Crow told yeah. us that? We yeah. went to lunch a, with him a couple a, years ago. A robot yeah. is teaching calculus they, yeah, yeah. at ASU. Yeah. You know, on, yeah. on yeah. I don't know how. That's, Stop but that's teaching. What, but, because it probably wants to get around college kids so it can learn how to be a college kid. No, that's not it. They're helping college kids get past the calculus class. And this robot knows exactly how to teach each person, each kid personally. It's all fun and games so they show up from the future. That all right. is freaky. Well... I wouldn't take the calculus class anyway. No, I wouldn't either. Becky Lynn reads the news. Skatos and Chad. We interrupt and react to the day's top stories. We call it holding up the headlines. Coming up next, could this is this is insane. Could Arizona Governor Doug Ducey get charged with kidnapping oh for busing goodness. migrants to Washington, D.C.? Goodness gracious. All right, we're going to talk about that next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. Coming up, 405, let the mayhem begin. Mayhem. Midterm mayhem. Uh, at 405, we bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. And uh, will Latino voters, young Arizona Latino voters, steer this uh, gubernatorial race, the race for Senate, in, in one direction? Uh, we're going to talk about that coming up. All right. All um, right. Could Arizona Governor Doug Ducey get charged with kidnapping for busing migrants to Washington, D.C.? If uh, Gruesome Newsom got his way. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So there, if you don't know this, there are calls out there by Democrats that say what Doug Ducey is doing, what um, uh, Abbott in Texas is doing. DeSantis just did. DeSantis, he put uh, migrants on a plane, sent them to Martha's Vineyard. It's kidnapping. That's what they're saying. It's not kidnapping. It's not. It's it's absolutely absurd that we're even talking about this. Here's what Newsom wants. After sending a letter to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland suggesting criminal charges might be warranted against Governors DeSantis and Abbott for busing children across state lines, Governor Gavin Newsom at a bill signing event saying children are being used as political pawns. And he- okay, maybe they are used as political pawns, but they're not being kidnapped. Their parents are not being kidnapped. Yeah. They're not. They're not. Their mouth is not duct taped, and they're not thrown in the back of a and van. Nobody and nobody is being sent notes that say "Give me money or else." Yeah, yeah. He said this about Governor DeSantis. It's disgraceful. He's a disgrace. Okay, maybe he is. By the way, these are two people that are going to face off probably yeah. for yeah. the presidency, right? Uh, in the in the coming months and, and years. But is it kidnapping? No. 
It's a disgrace that you tell everybody, come to California. It is a sanctuary city. By the way, we're going to give you a driver's license. We're not going to let anybody, anything happen to you. Even if you are and you go and you and you have your trial and your hearing and you fail to get asylum, we won't let them take you away, even though you've been given every chance to prove your case. Uh, by the way, your kids can go to school. We'll give you free uh, uh, you know, uh, health care and all that stuff. That's not a pawn. It's disgraceful. He's a disgrace. What these governors are doing are disgraceful. Yeah. Newsom says DeSantis and Abbott are getting families to travel under false pretenses of getting work on the East Coast. He says that is kidnapping and racketeering. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. That's just ridiculous. Listen, I don't, I, I don't like. I don't like what this has turned into either. I, I don't. They're so uncomfortable. They don't know what to do. Oh, my God, they're here. Oh, they're here. It makes us all uncomfortable. What are we going to do? We, we, we virtue signal for so long, we've got to act like we care. Okay, let's all hug him. We'll put him on the buses here in Martha Vineyard, and we'll send him to Cape Cod. Here's DeSantis. They actually give him a packet, and in that packet included a map of Martha's Vineyard. So it was obvious that that's where they were going, and they gave that to them. And, and, and here's the thing. It's all voluntary. All right. It's all voluntary. That's what Ducey said, too. You can't get on the bus and, you know, uh, at the border in Arizona and go to Chicago could unless it's voluntary. Could have been lost in translation? Of course, of course it could. Yeah. But to say they're kidnapped, it's to crazy. say that they're, that they're, that, that any way, shape, or form, that racketeering charges should be brought up is absolutely insane. That's like saying if you allow somebody who's here illegally to stay inside of your state, Gavin Newsom, and they get out and they kill somebody, should you be brought up on charges? Because you willingly allowed them to stay. Yeah, I think everybody's disgusting in this situation. I really do. I really do. Ducey and Abbott and uh, DeSantis, they're doing this only because of politics. Well, and because their their states feel it. They're paying for it. I get that. You know? But then you have California's governor. Is he, What is he doing this for? Why is he lashing politics? politics? And whose fault right. is it really? It's the federal government's it's fault. It's the federal government's fault. I'm looking at Biden right now right. And, and the useless Kamala Harris. It's, it's your fault. Oh, stop blaming Trump. He's not here. You're here almost two years now. Stop blaming him. I don't and know if what you there ask is. the Border Patrol who's doing Doing a better job and who they'd rather work for, I think you'd be surprised to find out because you're so stupid, apparently, that it's not you. But 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 why? All right. Why are they blaming Trump? Because I don't I don't Trump's not in office. And what did he do? The, the thing that I hated that Trump did on the border, he ripped the kids out of their parents hands. Anybody who liked that, I don't even know if I can have a conversation with you. But a lot of other stuff he did. Was very effective. Yes. So, so what is the blaming of Trump? Because what, the did he let the border process, go for four years. He didn't let the border go for four he years. He wanted to deal with the process. He offered right. them a better deal than they. Than, you know, remember the DACA kids? And I and I go back this over and over again. Oh, oh, this is not true, Chad. Go look it up. Trump offered them double the DACA kids protection that they have right now to Nancy and Chuck, right. as well as other things, so he could get his wall. And some protections can get put in place. They turned it down. Think about that. Yeah. Democrats turned that down. But on the other side, I think it was about nine years ago, um, there was some sort of a bill out there that was to was really, bipartisan. really protect the border. Yeah. And Republicans voted that down because they said it was too much. It was overkill. Yeah. Well, so so what them. does that tell you? It tells you that both parties don't want to fix the border. Well, the, you don't think they're all raising money off this today? Oh, they are. We know that. Yeah. 
So if you give a penny to any one of these people to say they're going to protect the border or they're going to protect migrants and both, you you're an idiot. Yeah, don't do that. You're an idiot. Don't they're going to do nothing. People, yeah. You are getting they're grifters and they're taking money from you. Yeah, it's true. It's true. They're they're taking they're taking your hard earned money because you think they're going to do something on the border, which they won't. Coming up next, midterm mayhem. Mayhem. One candidate. Looks like she's the governor already. The other is simply playing on her phone. We'll explain what that means coming up next.